G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, uh, Mark Shane, Mark Roden. Boys, how are we? Good thanks, Dicko. Interesting car to racing on uh, Saturday. Not sure what uh, the weather's going to do. Um, it hasn't rained as much so far as they said it was going to, but uh, there is a band of rain on the way, so not sure what we'll end up with. So they're posting a good four at the moment, the rail's in the true. Well, they post a good four if it was a heavy 11. Uh, sometimes, I think, I don't know. <laughs> They've broken three track records this week, but the track still hasn't been better than a four, apparently. <laughs> Mark Roden, anything to add there? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I suppose sometimes in Sydney, when you, you know, you've got that sort of subtropical climate and there's it's humid and there's storms around. It's pretty localised rain and it looks like I've missed so far. This happened a few weeks ago. Um, at Randwick too when it missed, but um, I will just play it as, as it lies. On this week's show, we're going to kick through races two all the way through to eight. Boys, it's a big day's racing. like It's a, it's a historic sort of day's racing, traditional day's racing in Sydney. Over the years, has there been any lessons you've learnt from these bigger, bigger days that you think you may be able to share with a punter at home? Um, I think in the olden days at Rose Hill here, there was a lot of track bias. So I think that was one thing that I used to focus on from this Rose Hill meeting, uh, certainly going to, to Randwick, looking for different uh, race shapes for horses that would be better suited at Randwick rather than Rose Hill. Um, probably doesn't work out as much nowadays, but that's what I used to focus on anyway. I suppose when you get to this, you know, we're getting towards the real pointy end of the carnival. Some some horses will be set for races on this day and others will still have targets a couple of weeks away. It's just a general point I, I tend to look for. And how do you sort of gauge that? You're just looking at habits, patterns for the bigger stables? Yeah, just an, an idea you, you might have of the horse. Uh, yeah, or the, or the trainer, yeah. Overall, this meeting, when you've done the form, do we, do we love it? Are we keen to get there and bet or is it a bit of a so-so meeting? Well, I think the Coolmore is always a bit of a pin job. Um, apart from that, uh, look, some, some races you can have a bet in for sure, I think. Yeah, I quite I like it. Always scary. <clears throat> Sorry? I, I quite like it, which is always scary. <laughs> That's good. All right, let's kick off in the Magic Knight Stakes, 1,200 metres race two, group three for the Phillies. Uh, Mark Sheen, anything here that stands out or are we still sort of half-penning him? Probably the worst uh, Magic Knight I've ever seen. Um, I'm not sure what to make of Arcade. It probably got in the quicksand there at Caulfield the other day. Dicko Fence was off there, was it? Yep. Yep. You, you can forgive, but there was certainly stronger performances in that same sort of position in that race. Yeah. Look, I, 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 look, Robo Deer surprised me when it won at its first start, and then uh, I thought it did an okay job uh, the other day, and I can't see any speed in this race, and I think she'll be left in front. So just at a price factor over Mallory... Uh, I think Robo Deere might get uh, all favours in front here, and uh, I'm going for it to beat Mallory. Yeah, I'm, I'll be having something on Robo Deere for sure. I don't like either of the two favourites, so I don't think they're good enough uh, fillies to justify their quotes. So I'll be with Robo Deere for the, uh, that map reason. And uh, a horse I was on last time, um, probably in the wrong spot from Barrier 1, is Jamea. Also a decent price, uh, big jockey change, and yeah, shouldn't be too far off them and, and drawn off the fence. So I think um, I think she's a really good bet at the price, and I'll certainly be having something on Robodira as well. 
Race Centro Storic is a, a query oh. here. I think it looked well above itself first up and it got checked at the start and then stayed hard against the fence, which I think was slightly inferior. So it could be an improver here. So a, a yard watch there from Rob, uh, number seven, I reckon. When you say a horse is well above itself, in layman's terms, what's that mean? Well, I just think it needed the run. It looked a bit new in to my eye. Race number three, the Pago Pago, 1,200 metres. This is the Colts, the two-year-olds and geldings. Who wants to kick off here? Cochin, you want to go first? Um, yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with the market here. In ingratiating is terrific in the Blue Diamond, which is the... In my view, the strongest two-year-old form reference of the season. Um, we uh, we have Halal, who's got a bit of a wrap on him. He's um, yeah, put the writing on the wall, both runs so far. And what do we left with then? Shakiro, who I think is, I think he half gave himself up last time. I don't think he's. I think it was a very weak edition of the Magic Millions that he won this year. Uh, not too keen on him. Um, probably having a complete dream. Interested at. Only if it's absolutely huge. Uh, number nine, Converge, who I think looks the leader in, you know, and, and away from ingratiating, I don't think it's, uh, and Halal, I don't think it's a hugely strong race and could be a place chance at massive odds. But um, ingratiating, I think, is the clear top pick, and, but also it's right price. Is that a lead into how you guys think the track might be playing on Saturday early on, sort of want to be on speed? Uh, I, I don't think it'll be fence, but I think uh, on pace, especially in the, in the, uh, the hairpin bend races, the sprint race at Rose Hill is always a plus. You, you really don't want to be getting too far back. Um, what do you say about ingratiating on looks, uh, Dicker? Nice horse, walks well. Um, has been up a little bit of time now. Um, but n nice enough. Not, not a, you're not going to be blown away by it. But um, yeah, I think Bleaker's off is probably an asset to him. Um, he did over-race a bit in the Blue Diamond, didn't he? But he got a hot speed there, so... Be interesting to see how he settles. Oh, look, I'm in love with Halal. I've been on it twice, and it's probably been poorly ridden twice, but it's got a win in a second against its name. So, um, look, he's got a pooey barrier, but um, I'm going to back him to beat the favourite. I can't see much else to beat. That Converge is only a, a little whippet of a thing, so yeah. I'd, well, I'd want to get a, a report on it from the yard from Rob. Um, away from that, I don't think they're much chopped. Righto, 2,000 metres is race four to group three, the sky-high stakes. Can Avon Fury knock off Colette? <laughs> you right, mate? You've been on the drink early or what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to ask, can Avon Fury complete the course? I thought that was going to be a question. Um... Well, I just say a little little peek at the little Bo Peep and there's a little bit of like sort of blue there on the punningform.com.au data. Yeah, there is, and that was in infinitely lower grade. So, look, now you've mentioned it, you'll have to have five bucks on it because it's going to be about 400 to one, but um, don't hold your breath. Yeah, but the answer is no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Mark Shane, how are we betting then? Oh, uh, betting. Colette just wins here. Um, if the rain does come, probably makes it a better thing. Uh, Mustajir is the only other thing I could uh, entertain in the race, but be a cup of tea race for me. <coughs> Yeah, she does look a class above them. The one thing, the one tiny thing I found, and you certainly wouldn't back this horse to beat Colette on their recent meetings, uh, but Toffee Tongue, third up last time, got beaten a lip by a very elegant Turnbull. So if she's an out-and-out third up specialist out to this trip, 
she could be uh, she could be the, the, the danger, but um, yeah, you'd be pretty brave to uh, bet against her. Toffee Tongue was utterly, uh, utterly blessed in run. Uh, I remember this very, very well because it jumped well, and instead of settling like last offence, it might have been coughing all three back. So I had a fair crack at it instantly at like 50. So it still hurts that that race. <laughs> um, very elegant. My truck th- sort of three wide with cover. So and that's collect form. So yeah. Anyway, race five, 1100 metres, group three. McCartan Stakes, boys. Jungle Edge, he needs the rain, Mark Sheen, but he's probably not going to get it by the sounds. Well, he might get some. I think the rain uh, holds the key to this race. I think Wonder Bar, um, if it's wet, um, will be very hard to beat. If the track isn't too bad, if it's only dead at the worst, I think California Zimbal the one to beat. I've really liked her trials. Admittedly, she's a little bit better second up, but. Um, She's gone well enough for first up in the past. I think 1,100 metres at uh, Rose Hill of Suda. So I'm, you know, I'm sitting on the fence a little bit. But dead track California Zimbal. If it's any worse than that, I'll be on Wonder Bar. Yeah, I, I wanted to be around Wonder Bar as favourite, just on the grounds that she might get a bit too far back over 1,100 metres. I thought um, she's nicely weighted, and she she does have a, an exceptional turn of foot, and uh, this, any rain would be a huge plus. But just on the racing style, I thought she might be a shade of unders. I want to back Order of Command. Um, <coughs> up from Victoria. Um, Hang on, just let me... Here's a, here's a tip. Yeah. Whatever whatever Rob or anyone says about this horse, just ignore. It looks it good. Is the, it is the biggest, like, head fuck of a horse you've ever <laughs> seen in the mounting yard. It, it can look like gross, woolly, fat, sweating it, and then it'll, it'll win. And then it'll walk great, glowing in the coat, and it'll go awful. It's it's there's no but then then it'll then it'll walk well, glowing in the coat and win. It's it's a, there's no guide to this horse from the yard. All right, we'll just ignore that. But I, they're obviously here. They're not here for the scenery. I mean, you, you run first up in Sydney. McDonald books um, obviously just been jumping out privately. No official trials. Um, had a jump out, didn't it? I think it had, it had a, jump a jump out. out didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It had a jump right. out at Flemington, I think. Right. How'd you go watching them, Mark? Oh, they're terrific. <laughs> oh my! I have to take a, a, a travel sickness pill when I do the trials in Victoria. It's fucked. It's disgraceful because this, this time of year I'll catch like pandemic trial at Rose Hill. You know, commentated times, vision through the line, beautiful work. Then I go and watch like if you watch So You Swing Trial at Flemington on the Saturday, it, it is nauseating. Anyway, <laughs> fucking Victoria. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all that said, uh, I think Order of Command um, can run well here, good fresh horse, and I'll be at least saving on California Zimbal, who I take the point about probably being the very best second up, but does look nicely placed. So, but I, I'm reasonably clean on that Order of Command at the price. Uh, race number six, the Farlap Stakes, Group 2, set weights. Mark Sheen. Yeah, like uh, Impecunious here, um, didn't look to have a great deal of luck uh, at Caulfield. Uh, first up from a spell, they absolutely walked in that race. I think the 37-2 for the first 600. So it didn't really help the back markers. There's uh, one on wet ground in, uh, in New Zealand if uh, we do get uh, some rain. Can't see her getting uh, too far back here. Yale Town will probably try to roll along and... String them out a little bit, but uh, I, I really liked its run in Pecunius uh, last start. I think Poland looks uh, probably the danger. Now that Eliza Beale is elected to go to Kembla today. 
yeah, I don't really know what to do here. I thought Infocunius didn't have any luck in Melbourne last start. Um, Poland's run was enormous. That was an enormous win at um, Caulfield first up. Then was uh, scratched at the barriers, wasn't it, in the Australian Guineas? Um, yep. So who knows? You know, so it's now 35 days without a run. And my concern even probably going into the Australian Guineas was that that run could have flattened it because that was a... That was a brutal speed, and it, it sat up third on it, and then defied them. Um, that was a, it was a tremendous run, but it, it might have had uh, might have had some negative impact on it. I don't really know if I want to bet in this race. Maybe, maybe spec um, Yale Town as the leader. If it's yeah, I'd want to place the price it is now, though. To be honest, um, I think he went too slow at Canberra on it, don't you? He, he may have. Put a one better this horse. Yeah, um, I, I think he's got something, and, and I, he certainly looks the leader here. I think he'll, he probably won't shorten because the horse that knocked him off at Canberra was pretty well beaten in the guineas there yeah. on Monday. So there'll probably be a pot on the form line, and that, that view might be right. But I, I could see myself specking him, but I'm not, um, yeah, madly in love with much up the top of the market, to be honest. Bit of like sort of my thoughts on these Victorians. Poland's biggest asset is its tactical speed, and drawing one's perfect for it. Mm-hmm. He can sort of he can put it wherever he wants. Um, and it's a big prize money day, so maybe Kieran will be back. Uh, embolism paraded like it wasn't ready, like it's something had gone wrong and it missed a prep and then it ran like that. It was winning the guineas at the top of the straight and yeah. sort of just stopped running. It could just improve again and has an SP over Poland, so I'd have them closer in the market. Um, and I really, really like this, um, the horse you spoke about, Mark Sheen. I, I, I think one chink, though, is... That, that win first up at Caulfield was really, really good. But Ollie was into it early. And he's a big, strong rider. Maybe he needs to like really stood over this horse. So I think it's a positive that Bossy's had one go on it and now has another shot on the horse. Yeah. Race number seven, boys. What is it? I'm just scrolling up to get back to it. The big one. Classic. Coolmore Classic. It's a huge field. Big prices. This is exciting betting race. We need a dig through a bunch of them here. Where do we want to start, Mark Sheen? Well, again, I think the, the track uh, will have a, a big bearing on the market. Um, if we get plenty of rain, ice bath's going to firm. Um, I think the weight horse is probably Shalo, number 14, uh, meets Forbidden Love on much better weight terms for the last time they clashed. Admittedly, Forbidden Love was probably at the end of her preparation. And a three-year-old filly, and she's certainly uh, gone on with it since. But... Um, I just thought she might have had a fair whack of weight here. Mark, what did you think? Forbidden love? Yes. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I don't think she's that well placed. As I mentioned on the review show after a big win last time too, I think she her best runs are where she gets an absolutely brutal speed up front. Now, this is a pretty big field and there's a few want to go forward, so she might get up. Uh, she might get that and it might set up well for her again. But I don't, I don't think she's that well placed. Um, I, I thought giving even giving four and a half kilos to Van Jyke wasn't great. To be honest. Yeah, I've, look, I've always gone looking for the three-olds in this race over the years, but they're always been around that 52, 51 yeah. and a half mark. And like banding away, I know won it with 57 and a half, but um, I don't think another filly's won it with 54 and a half. So no. um, she's got to carry a, a decent weight. Admittedly, she'll get a good run from barrier number three. Look, uh, I think it's a dreadfully hard race. If the track's not too bad, I thought Supine had had a good chance. I was very happy with her run the other day, and she's trialled brilliantly since. And she showed more speed out of the barrier 
in her first up run and also in her trial. So she may just uh, posse up a little bit closer and Shalo, uh, number 14, is the other one. Vangelic, another one who's got a very good chance, but uh, I think it's a tough race. Yeah, I've... Yeah, you could say something about all of them. There's four I'm interested in um, as betting propositions. It won't be a huge outlay race, I don't think. But um, I think Vangelic was fantastic last time after a wide trip forward on very well behind uh, Forbidden Heart and has and it's the filly with 50 kilos and she'll be up on the speed. So 1,500 might see her out, but she'll get, get her chance. Um, another one that will go forward is Sovereign Award. I thought it was very brave last start down in Melbourne and is a reasonable price. And, um, oh, Rich Hips was the other uh, Melbourne horse I was giving some chance to. And just, I don't know, she was 100 to 1 last start, but Mizzy's seven days ago has been beaten a short half head in a group one weight for age race. She does have top weight, which won't make it hard, but I just thought at 25 to 1, she wasn't, she wasn't hopeless either. But uh, many, many ways you could go, but I, I wanted to bet around Forbidden Love as favourite, but... Yeah, look, I could back those four and miss the winner quite easily. I've done a bit of work in this race too, and and I think you have to back Sovereign Award and Vangelic. Like the, they tick a lot of boxes, and then you look at the map and yeah, Sovereign drawn eighteen is ideal for this Sovereign Award. It's it's a really really tough horse that tries. I, it, it was there to be beaten at Mooney Valley Cox Plate Carnival. Just kept going. It was there to be beaten on Saturday. It just keeps going. It's not a Outstanding parade of Mark. It was near top last week. Okay. Um, Shalott was comfortably like the best horse I saw all day, the day it won at Flemington. I think it is a beast. A really, really good horse. And it, if the if the day sets up for it, it's got to be the biggest bet if I'm betting in this race personally. Mm-hmm. But the other two, Vangelic and Sovereign Award, just tick all the boxes as price-wise as well. I think just with Vangelic and Sovereign Award, those two and probably Sweet Deal are the three that go forward. Um, I'm sure they will be. You know, you just want them ridden sensibly. You, you don't want them cutting each other's throats. I could I could see Sweet Deal and Vangelic handing up to Sovereign Award if it was stamped urgent from the outside. I'd say, like, once she lights it up, it won't stop. Like, we saw, like, D-Lane couldn't stop it. Mm. So I think, it, I think she, she has to light it up. But she's got good hands and good balance from what I, what I watch um, and from what you chat about in the chat groups. We're in Coach and Soda. She, I think it'll lead and roll across and lead. But Vangelic will get a really soft run, you'd think, from five. Yes. Oh, no, I, I, two of the ones I want to be on for sure. The last race we're going to preview today, boys, is the Ajax Stakes, 1,500 metres. Weird distance. What do you guys think about weird distances like this, 1,500? It's not that common. Well, it is at Rose Hill. That's that's its sort of milestone. So we're used to it up here, mate. So there you um, go, Manus. I'm not, but they are. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. So 1500 metres, Group Two. Mark I've, been, I've been looking at her for 60 years. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like, it's like even 1800 metres down here. It's not a, that common of a, a trip. So you you sort of yeah. if you go back through your betting, you find that you're just throwing money away over these 800 metres for me down here, and I. I was thinking 1,500 up there, but obviously not. You don't like your patterns being disturbed, do you? It's your... Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a pretty simple guy, yeah. yeah. Um, Buffalo having River. Having said that, uh, though, having said uh, that, Willie this Sedley, race is Buffalo. pretty simple, doesn't it? Sorry, mate, say again. Having said all that and having no idea here, this race is pretty simple, isn't it? Is it? Well, it depends on... Uh, you're talking about the bottom one? No, oh, I think you're back. Or you're back Buffalo River and you hover over Creedirus in run. 
Yeah. On the blue button. Look, Buffalo's got good wet form, hasn't he? His last five runs have been in the dry, but he gets a, a wet track here, which might suit him. What, what about him going keen the other day, Dicko? What do you make of that? I think that'd be a great, like, sort of foundation to, to, to go fast here again and not get caught. Like, I'd rather that, that prep run than a, than a really soft run where he got headed anyway, sort of thing. I, yeah. I thought that run was full of merit, and he's going to go quicker than anything here, isn't he? Well, I think Grey Worm's the only other speed in the race. Um, he was probably a touch disappointing the other day. He comes from barrier number 11, so whether he'll come across and sit outside Buffalo River or try and contest the lead. He's going to 1,500 metres here, Grey Worm, and he's leading 1,100-metre races. So, you know, he might be up there um, being a bit of nuisance value early anyway. And, and, like, Buffalo River's SP profile in big, like, group races in Victoria is very, very, very strong. It's a much stronger CV than, say, Kyrgyz, the way I do for Yeah, and Kyrgyz has just got that nightmarish racing style too. And I've I, I mentioned before about it, I, I just wonder whether they've, the, the camp have just marked its card that it has to be ridden absolutely, absolutely stone cold and whether they won't even um, make some use of Barrier 1 here. Uh, if they do, they, I, I, I see no reason why it couldn't be fifth or sixth on the fence, but I just don't know whether they want to ride it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm with you. I like Buffalo River. Um, not not a massive price. I mean, you know, with six to four Creadiris, I thought it might get a little bit better about Buffalo River, but um, I think it's probably still a bet. Uh, I am Superman's good second up. Was very good up when he came to Sydney. Second up um, last Fuck time, no, and I'll, I'll spew if it wins. I'll absolutely spew. Yeah, it's double thicker odds. I, I, I could see myself not losing on it. And the other one, I think he's poorly weighted. Uh, think it over, but I. I I mean, Rob said it was the one horse in the race that couldn't win first up, and up it goes at 40 at a totally unsuitable 1,300. So there's a good chance he's come back better. He's come back a better horse this prep. He's going for the Doncaster. As I said, I think 58 kilos in this class is not not good. But um, he'll map all right again, and I think he can run well. Whether he can give weight to Buffalo River uh, and give him a start and a beating, I don't know. But um, what I'm trying to say is I think he's come back really well. Yeah, I think uh, I think track pattern and um, how wet the track is will be a major factor of this race. I'd prefer to be on Buffalo River at this stage. Uh, Creediris um, will get back along the rail, and uh, you know we'll need them to spread right out and, and need a bit of luck to get through. So I think Buffalo is going to be in the right spot, seven from eleven. I think uh, again. The wet track is a worry for I Am Superman. He, he looks to me like he needs the dry, and I think Rock's very much in the same boat. He has one on wet ground, but he's much better on top of the ground. Well, do, what do you guys make of I Am Superman first up? It was three wide cast. It was a disgraceful ride, but he still well, he, sort of... He went there to, to sort of compete and just sort of faded a bit. Yeah, well, he was in an awful spot, though, wasn't he? Yeah. It was complete torture to watch when you're on. And, and they went so slow as well, though. So he's sort of entitled to finish off a bit stronger, I thought. Anyway, boys, best and a value bet, please. Then I'll let you go. Okay, I'm, uh, I thought Bounder Win had run well in the last, um, with a disclaimer there from Barry number one if the fence is off by the last. But um, I thought she did a remarkable job there first up. Her trials this time in have been a lot better than last preparation. She ran right up to them the other day there. Lena's Hero was another good run in the same race, so he's a watch. But I think uh, Bounder Win will be hard to beat. Um, away from that, uh, if the track is okay, I like California Zimbal. 
So that's race nine, number 14, bound to win punters. Mark Rawdon, what do you got for uh, us? I am keen to bet in the Phillies race, race two. Um, had a two-horse play in the two-year-old last week and got the money with Animo and I think one of Robodira of Jamea. Uh, can knock off the two more fancied fillies there. And you've talked me into this. Best value will make um, Sovereign Award in the Coolmore 20 to 1. I think each way, like you, if you're an each way punter, you're going to be <coughs> probably biting your fingernails in the last 50, but you're going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, get a run for your money. Righto, boys. That was a pleasure. Thank you very much. We've got many a mail from our man Rob Scurry all day long at Rose Hill, nine races, and Mark Roden. You'll be given race by race at Rose Hill. And uh, Kimbler today. Puppy, so where else will you be betting? Uh, Kimbler today. Kimbler Range Classic Day. The Phillies race. And Gosford Provincial Championships tomorrow uh, as well. So full dance yeah, card. Very, next very excited about that programming. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> Righto, boys. Till Monday. Go well. Thanks a lot, guys.